Thanks for stopping by. This is Salesforce Simplified, the podcast from Ad Victorium Solutions. Hello, everyone, and welcome. I'm Mike Boyle from Ad Victorium Solutions. This is the Ad Victorium Salesforce Simplified podcast. And in today's episode, we have the privilege of talking with Carve Consulting co-founder Eric Nelson. Topic today is integrating technology, digital technology, into the sales process. And Eric, I want to welcome you to the podcast. It's a pleasure to have you with us. Thank you, Mike. Great to be here. Now, Eric, before we get on with today's topic, I'd uh, like you to tell us a little bit about you. Tell me about your background. Talk to me about your Salesforce pedigree. And obviously, we want to talk about what you do at Carve Consulting. Yeah, thank you. Well, as you mentioned, I'm one of the founders of Carve Consulting. Spent the last 25 years or so in software, doing consulting, sales, and leading teams. Most recently at Salesforce, where I spent the last five and a half years or so leading different vertical teams. And recently, three of us from Salesforce with a combined 23 years experience decided to start a consulting company focused on developing repeatable and scalable sales processes using frameworks and data that we kind of have learned over the years so that they can run a more predictable business. You know, we offer these services through outcome-based projects or fractional models. You know, that way we can work with them on an ongoing basis if needed. All righty, let's get into today's topic. Again, we're talking about integrating digital technology into the sales process. Eric, in today's business world, what would a successful integration of digital technology into the sales process look like? Yeah, I think there's a lot of a great ways to to view this. I think, you know, in my mind, a successful integration of technology in the sales process is when the, you know, technology mirrors the intended sales process. And ultimately, data is flowing through the system in a way to serve the seller or the customer with information at the right time. You know, it needs to learn things along the way based on inputs from the users, I think, so you can, you know, adjust the processes as needed. And it should ultimately identify the lower value activities and automate them to free up the seller to focus on those high value activities so they're most productive and likely to close business. You know, when successful, I think it's also a seamless experience for the end users, and they should be ultimately clueless to which technology does what under the covers. You don't want the users to focus on the technology, just the process. Finally, I think it's important to get to an important goal to get to the point where technology covers the entire life cycle of the customer journey. So I think of that as all the way from the top of the funnel through the sale and future renewals, so a closed loop process. One of the things that we talk an awful lot about in our business is customer experience. How can technology enhance the customer experience within the sales process? Customers are smart these days. You know, they've got many of their own avenues to do their own research. They might engage you later in the process. And, you know, in many cases, I think they know as much as the average salesperson about the market and the product. So it's important not to waste their time and spam them you know, with basic information they can find on their own. I think technology needs to help sales sell with more relevant and targeted information, doing it at the right time. And it should help customers get a better experience, including self-service, if that's what they want. So I think you need to give to get here and you should bring gifts of insights to your customers all the time. Well, with your 
Salesforce background and, and what you're doing now at Carve, this question's really right down your alley. Talk to us about some of the key considerations when choosing technology to integrate into the sales process. I think you need to always start with identifying the gaps of automation in your current process. You know, Salesforce is the CRM you use. You need to understand the roadmap of what they will deliver as part of the platform to fill those gaps. You know, I would think about a platform approach as much as possible. It can be very difficult to integrate other technologies, you know, consolidate all that data and keep a seamless experience going for your users with too many different technology platforms. But if you do need to look at alternatives, I think the first thing you consider is, are you partnering with the right company to help you? You know, are they proven? Have they invested in your pain? And can they support your needs and be sure the technology fits into the current environment so you can continue to have that seamless process outlined for your teams? In my experience, if you get people out of the process too much along the way, you know, we used to work on this with our customers all the time is try to streamline the process. Don't go too many places for too much information because they'll struggle with adoption if there's too many places to go. And, you know, just be sure that anything that you're going to add is going to add significant value above what you have. So this is an area we're helping a lot of companies today, you know, small and large. Data and analytics, obviously, an important component here. How can data and analytics be utilized to optimize sales process with technology? Data and analytics are important, obviously, in every area of your business. You know, they, they're used to run your business and forecast your future. I think it's important to monitor data to continually measure what's working and what's not in the sales process as well. You know, assuming you have a defined process to start, then you can utilize you know, many metrics to iterate the effectiveness of your sales process. So for instance, who is the ideal customer? How did you get them? How long does it take to close a deal? Or how long does it take to get to value and ultimately why they churn? You know, those are several examples of metrics you can measure to understand areas you can improve the process. So you got to be able to track these and others, possibly. So you can make changes to your process which make a measurable impact on these metrics and ultimately your business. So I think, you know, you also need to focus on productivity metrics. We called that at Salesforce, we called that participation, right? Like you need to identify those pockets where the process is breaking down for some people for some reason and dig into that. And, you know, I think it's ultimately important to partner with your sales strategy or your RevOps team to ensure the success and make sure you're measuring and baselining at the right time. Earlier, you brought up the subject of adoption. And this is also, you know, an issue with somebody considering an upgrade to their digital technology. Collaboration and communication within the sales team. How does technology help with collaboration and communication? So team selling is a very important thing to success. And I think, you know, successful organizations encourage team selling. So whether you're talking about an extended team, a product team, you know, team through acquisitions or executive team, they got to work together and become one voice of the customer. And you got to have tools to help. So in order for this to work, I think you got to align these teams with incentives to work together first and foremost. And you got to provide the same view of data and information on the customer so you're all on the same page. There are many signals being delivered all the time with your customers, but you need the technology to aggregate those signals and deliver recommended actions to the team and to the right buyer or contact point, even in the customer. 
So I think you need to share the metrics of success when it's measured and with the entire team and possibly tie that to everyone's compensation so that ultimately collaboration or team selling is encouraged even more. He is Eric Nelson. He's the co-founder of Carve Consulting. I'm Mike Boyle from Ad Victorium Solutions. This is the Salesforce Simplified Podcast. And today we're talking about integrating digital technology into the sales process. Eric, let's talk a little bit about challenges and limitations. What are the challenges and limitations of integrating technology into the sales process and how can those things be overcome? I think it's important to have a strategy in the first place, right? A lot of, I think, companies jump into this without having a formalized strategy. So you got to have a strategy for this type of transformation. So you're not forcing people into tools they don't want to use and ultimately don't return any value, right? So the challenges are there's so many tools in the first place. So how do you decide which is best to fulfill, you know, the needs in your sales process? You know, much what like we do in sales, I think you need to put the customer first and flush out a journey map for that seller to ensure you're integrating technology into that process, which is useful and ultimately not counterproductive. If there's too many tools and too much information, the process will suffer and and so will adoption. So as we've discussed, you know, look for technology to automate the lower value tasks and deliver information to help with higher value tasks in the cycle. And any transformation should lead you to think big, but you know, I think you need to start small and scale fast as something we always worked on with our customers. You know, have a great big picture of what you want to be, but don't try to do it all at once. Learn as you go. And I think that will lead you to success. You brought up return a moment ago. How can we measure the success and the ROI of technology integration into the sales process? In order to measure ROI on anything, you first got a baseline where you were to start or at least some point in time before change. So you have you know, a starting point to measure from. There's a lot of KPIs you can measure or you can use to measure the effectiveness of technology in the sales process, but it really depends on what technology or capability you're adding. So in any case, I would obviously start with adoption. You know, if no one's using it, you've done something wrong <laughs> or you've not properly motivated the team and it's going to be hard to measure, right? So if you have strong adoption, you can start looking at other KPIs that are intended to change from the technology. For instance, you know, how has it impacted lead gen, deal velocity, close rates, pipe coverage, or productivity metrics? I think those are all key OKRs to look at for ROI. I want to next get into best practices for training sales teams. Can you share some best practices for training sales teams to effectively use technology in their work? This can be tricky. So I think hopefully you've included some contingent of the sellers and the pilot of the software because you got to have a field perspective in mind. But once you launch technology to a group, you need to have a plan for people to use it and address the change management around it. It's important to build excitement and pound out any negativity around a rollout. You know, Get the leaders behind it and have them work with any enablement team to ensure training is relevant to the real world usage of the teams. And once you have all that, I think it's important to be open and flexible around their learning pace. You know, we would, a lot of times would offer peer practice sessions, office hours, you know, ongoing webinars so that people can get comfortable with the technology and you just don't want them to be intimidated. It's meant to help, not hurt 
the process and, you know, their usage of it. And I would just be sure to point out the value they're going to get from it. It's not just a tracking mechanism. It's not meant there to audit. It's meant there to deliver value. Well, Eric, I would be remiss if I didn't get in a question or two about today's hottest tech topics. That would be automation and AI programs. Advice there for scaling automation and AI programs today? I think scaling automation and or AI programs, they're a must for every company out there. I think the level of scaling can depend on where you are in your company life cycle. You know, we work with companies of all sizes. So some startups have not reached the point where they really need to scale out yet. But if, you know, I think the point you're moving beyond founder sales, you need to be thinking about scaling the company and automation and AI can help as well. In terms of automation, you need to be sure you have a sound process first. So develop a good sound process, not to say that it can't change or learn, but you got to have a something to start from. Automating a bad process is not going to get you anywhere, so you need to understand what you're automating. CRM and workflow can easily get you started if you have that sound process outline. AI is a huge hot area of focus for our firm right now. How can it help you know, me as a customer? How can I use it wisely and keep it secure? Where should I focus, etc.? If you're not thinking about this and testing the tools, you got to start or you're going to be falling behind. And there are kind of three areas of focus we look at. Chatbots, predictive analytics, generative AI are kind of three key categories. And if you're using a strong platform of CRM, like Salesforce as an example, I think a lot of companies are and should be at least experimenting with chatbots and predictive analytics. Those are pretty mature at this point, and they're only getting better. So, I mean, you know, a few years ago, I remember working with a large airline to automate chatbots, and it was a really easy thing to develop. And I think, you know, AI has only gotten a little bit more powerful and a lot easier to work with. And so generative AI and computer vision, they're still new capabilities, but they have such tremendous upside. And I think, you know, we're recording this earlier this week, Salesforce announced the AI cloud on June 12th, and you can see how fast things are moving. It's going to be available to customers soon and provide, you know, I think, address some of the key issues around trust and security and provide a secure and easy way to implement generative AI within your own context and with your own data. So I think it's a really exciting time. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. I was uh, taking in um, Salesforce AI day myself, you know, in addition to, you know, what we were speaking about there. Also, you know, they've announced marketing and commerce GPT. We're just going to keep hearing more and more and more as the days and weeks go on here. Eric, lastly, outside of automation and AI, do you see on the horizon or do you see anything going on now technology-wise, specifically with trends, technology trends that executives should also be on the lookout for? Yeah, I think there's some new interesting forms of data visualization, you know, mapping technologies. You know, I, I was working with companies on mapping out how they plan their territories, mapping out how they actually optimize routes for their people on the street where they can actually bring in, you know, new leads, new opportunities for business. So I think, you know, different forms of data visualization. I also think another big thing out there are marketplaces, you know, allowing companies to kind of diversify their revenue streams and offer better services for their customers, you know, made for selling additional products or services along with partner solutions. That's, I think, a big opportunity. And finally, like, 
you know, as part of the AI movement, I know we're going outside that, but it's more than AI. I think there are companies out there, Feature Base is a company we're working here in Austin with, and they've come to market, you know, focusing on making your data AI ready. So a lot of the problems with AI is where is your data reside? Do you need to make copies and move it? And they really help companies, you know, they offer a proprietary database that offers and helps companies that have a ton of data all over the place and they don't want to move it to a data cloud like Salesforce has or any other. They have this vision of leaving data where it resides and running a model against it there instead of making copies everywhere. So making AI sort of co-located with the data so it can execute faster and make that process a lot less complex. So I think you're seeing these hard tech companies on the infrastructure side offer a ton of value in terms of getting at data in a timely and efficient manner. Eric Nelson, co-founder of Carve Consulting. Thank you for joining us today. Enjoyed this immensely. Learned a lot myself about integrating digital technology into the sales process. Eric, please come back. Open invitation. Anytime you, your partners, we'd love to have you back. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate your time. And to the audience inside this show's notes, I'll have some additional information about Carve Consulting and about Eric and how you could get in touch with them. And so look for that in this episode's notes. And if this is the first time you're listening to our podcast, thank you so much. We hope you'll tell your colleagues and your friends all about it. And if you have the opportunity, if you're listening on Apple or on Spotify, we'd really appreciate you giving us a thumbs up review. And now you can subscribe to this podcast as well on YouTube Music. We're actually available anywhere that you get a podcast. I'm Mike Boyle from Ad Victorium Solutions. Thank you so much for listening to the Salesforce Simplified podcast. Our next episode is just around the corner. We're glad you stopped by. You've been listening to Salesforce Simplified, the podcast from Ad Victorium Solutions. 